We're going live early. A couple things hit me real quick. One, I did not get punched. I just found that out when I fired up. The GF gave me a kiss goodbye. And that is lipstick. And it will stay on there because I'm too tired to do that. And then, what the hell? Oh, we got to go. Going live. Going live. It is the great and merciful Corona Chan. Welcome to Good Morning Corona Chan. <clears throat> I have to visit my grandmother today who is still alive, 94. Four or 95 years old. Uh, she is a saint. And whatever kindness, goodness, ethics, morals, principles, and honesty that would have normally gone into me, she just kept it all for herself. Because <laughs> oh, she's such a sweet gal. So I'm gonna go visit her. <clears throat> and uh, and I was busy just oh, but guys, oh my god, guys, guys. I told you the star. I'm going to tell you the star again. Now, I had driven out to South Dakota. This is over 10 years ago because a small community bank, which is another word for bank full of retards, employers, managers, not, not, not the, uh, the clients. <clears throat> they said, we want to give you a job. I said, okay, I'll come in an interview. And so I drove across. It was April. And you'd think there'd be no snow. Well, a freak snowstorm happened and it hit Highway 90. And that's the only main drag through South Dakota. There's other roads, but not that's the only interstate. And it was the worst driving I've ever endured in my entire life. And I've driven many, many miles, many, many snowstorms, many, many things. And it, if you don't know South Dakota, it is flat, but nothing is truly flat. It is ever so gently rolling hills. And the hills, like it is a two mile long hill, gradual increase, admittedly, but still uphill. And the roads had gotten so bad that, and with so much snow, that people were not able to make it up these hills. So, what you had to do is you had to get a running start going downhill for two miles. Then, as it went uphill, you had to maintain your momentum. And people, you know, they were dumb back then, too, not as dumb as they are now, but they were dumb. And people were getting stuck. People were getting stuck. So you had to wait. You had to. What I found out is they closed the interstate behind me. And so what you had to do is if you were on top of a hill, so a gradual decline down and gradual incline up, you had to sit there and wait. And you'd see the brake lights way off in the distance and kind of some, sometimes sliding back. It's like, oh. <clears throat> wait for them to either get off on the side of the road and give up or make it over the hill through the grace of God. And then you made your run. And it was nightmarish. I, I don't, it was just horrible, just horrible. And, and we'll, we'll summarize the story with that <clears throat> without going into the details. So I remember distinctly going past the exit to Kadoka. And it, it, within, within, I would have to say 10 feet, maybe 10 meters, 10 yards. Uh, that's three feet for those of you with an American education from the public schools. Uh, 10 yards, poof, snow gone. And I gave out probably the largest victory yell I've ever given out because it was that white knuckling. And that was a five-hour endeavor. I was almost running out of gas. Remember pulling into a wall, getting gas, saying, hey, are there any bars open? Because I'm going to celebrate. And there weren't any bars. It was like 3 a.m. So then I pull into Rapid City at 4 a.m., and then short, shortened version of the story. They offered me the job, but then called me up later when I got back to Minneapolis. Like, we're 
not too sure about your personality. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, when you came in, you you weren't smiling and you weren't part of the it's not this the the uh Rapid City Bank way. You see, you know, we you're gonna be a representative and we're 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 not too sure about you teaching dance classes either. Da, da, da. This is all before HR thought that they could shove their thumb up your ass about your social media and your private life and your personal life. And this is again America, South Dakota, gun loving freedom America. We're not too sure about you teaching dance classes. And this is why I said, yeah, fine, then give the job to the other guy. <laughs> and then, what, 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 what? Yeah, you boomer piece of shit. Why don't you give the job to the other guy? Meanwhile, why don't you jump off the cliff on Harney's Peak? And it's kind of like that. And I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you a lesson. Now, I'm going to tell you a lesson. Not all progress in life is achieved through 40 hour per week increments. Sometimes projects take a long time. Matter of fact, I would argue 95% of the progress in humanity has been done by people who burn the midnight oil, <clears throat> bang it out, work long and hard on a project. And after years, years, it becomes successful or it manifests itself. And that's what that drive reminded me of. It's like, you're just going, 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 going. And then poof, then there is a finish line. It is a marathon, but you don't, you don't think it because you're in the midst of it. It's such a long, laborious taxing endeavor, but all of a sudden there's a, and, and it's over. You're like, well, that went by quick. What, what, what? <clears throat> and so this is kind of the same thing where house is practically done. There's some minor stuff, but it's, it's pretty much done. I got the better bachelor edition of the book of numbers coming out. We're only waiting on Rolo to finish the cover. Only waiting on the old man who sets fires the snowmobiles. We're just waiting on Rolo. When's he going to show up? Never know. He's Rolo. That'd be like a little ditty. You never know. He's Rolo. Ding. So that's going to be coming out. I am already rehearsing. The Achieving Financial Excellence course, I don't call it a seminar, it's not that long. Maybe, maybe an hour, hour and a half that will be available on Teachable. $49.95. You're charging for your experience. <laughs> Whole world of just nobodies out there. It's it's very interesting. Seth Himes, I'll go into this. We might as well promote Seth Himes. <clears throat> Seth Himes has gotten more people out of poverty, especially black people. He's gotten more people overall, but especially black people out of poverty poverty than the Democrat Party as ever has. And that's not an accomplishment because once again, the Democrat Party has gotten not one black person, let alone any people out of poverty, uh, but he's successful. And he has gotten many people, young people, especially out of poverty with his digital marketing uh, training course where he's, and he has, I've seen it. And he, he goes, he was telling me, like he goes to New York, people like, oh, let's do a meetup. You know, like we all took indemandcareers.com. We took Seth Himes course and now we're all successful. I said, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll go out there. And Seth is a very unassuming man. He's a very humble man. And so he goes there and people are like, Seth, ah! he's like, hey. And you couldn't understand why people were that excited to meet him. Like they didn't want to say celebrity status, but he helped him out. And, and it's like, yes, Seth, you got him out of poverty. You gave him a career. Not only did you get him out of poverty and give him a career, 
You spared them having to piss away four years of their life and Lord knows what on tuition on some bullshit college degree. I'm like, yeah, they're probably, you've done more to help them than all the government. They're really, <laughs> oh, the internet's going to do that. Hang on. You know what? I'm resetting the internet. We'll come back and continue with Seth. I'll be back in a second. Okay, presumably we're back. Let's do a speed. No, I can't do. I'm going to fucking kill Spectrum. I'm going to fucking kill Spectrum. Connection is fairly good. You're on wife. This is yeah, this is this is the quality I want to deliver Spectrum. It's the quality I want to deliver. Oh god. Anyway, so Seth Himes flies out there. They have, it's like, yeah, Seth, you got him out of poverty. And he has done more than the average human being has done. He has contributed to society more than, than the average. And he's profited from it. And now he's got, I guess, trolls going after him. And, and like, look, here's, here's the problem. Society has advanced so much. And technology has gotten so good that we have now created a generation of people who've never had to work, they've never had a struggle, which is what gives you values to get out of poverty, to sustain yourself, to become a self-supporting adult. <clears throat> that is an accomplishment. That's a trophy very few people get nowadays. But people are still alive. Their brain is still sentient. They're still there. And it is a pain and a torture, though, albeit a background and <clears throat> lower level but consistent torture, where it's like, well, what are you going to do with your life? And people are just so lazy. They're so lazy. They don't want to do anything of value because it's hard. And what they do instead is they tear down things. If you want, read my article, The Destruction Principle. It's on my blog, capitalcapitalism.blogspot.com. And what they do is they, in their mind, say, well, working hard. This is, this is the calculus that goes through their mind. Now, <clears throat> may not be very clear or obvious, but this is the very clear calculus that goes through their mind. Their brain intuitively says, whoa, to become an engineer or an accountant or work is hard. 
But if I can vilify the institutions, the principles, the morals, the ethics, and the successes that successful people have achieved, and villainize it somehow through a warped psychology or philosophy, I can advocate taking them down because it's much easier to tear something down than it is to build it up. And so a perfect example, I'll give you a very good example. There's some East Indian gal, well, she's American, but East Indian descent. And she's, a, she's the communist, literally a communist that sits on the Seattle City Council. And she has achieved nothing in her life. I forget her name. Somebody can look it up. And, you know, it doesn't matter. And she just has a hate boner for Jeff Bezos. She just, she just hates him. Je and jealousy, too. This has nothing to do with <clears throat> agency or purpose or value or reason or, or achievement in life. She's also jealous that this guy's just a, a drastically better, um, by multiple magnitudes, better person than she will ever become. But in her mind, she's like, we got to get Jeff Bezos. We got to charge Amazon. We got to get a sale and an employee tax. Da, da, da. And it's all because, all because this worthless bent doesn't want to work for a living. But she, she cannot just abide by being a, a nobody. She cannot abide by having her little blip in the universe of life just flitter away. People say she was just another beggar. She was just another parasite. She was just another nobody. She has to go and become something notable. And this is where your SJWs come in. Now, same, what was it, pathology, same route, same path. Here's where you get these, I don't know, trolls or something like I guess, I guess even um Matt Tran, engineer truth. I guess he doesn't do his YouTube channel anymore. I guess because there are some trolls or something like that. Uh, and, and I guess he was also going to be selling shoes. He's making a lot of money. So good for Matt Tran. Uh, but Seth, like, I got I got these trolls coming after me. I'm like, oh, what is this? Fine, you got trolls. Who doesn't have trolls? Who can you, you know help out with it? I'm like, yeah, I'll help you out. I won't worry about it though. <clears throat> And it's just, but it, it is fascinating to me, fascinating, like what kind of life that is, where best use of your day, the best use of your life is to take down other people because you're so lazy, you won't go and even support yourself. And you're so fragile. Your ego is so fragile, so brittle. You can't stand it when other people do better. Like, for example, they, I, doubt, I doubt there's one person listening in my audience that dislikes Jeff Bezos, maybe politics or something, but you don't envy his wealth or his success. I mean, maybe you envy it in a healthier, oh boy, I like to be a multi-billionaire. Sure, okay. But you're not like, Jeff Bezos is a bad guy. Like, you don't stay awake and see that Jeff Bezos, you know, let alone see that Seth Himes, because you got important shit to do in your life. And it's, it's kind of like the same thing here. And I kind of like, as I get older, and you guys all get pissed off, I'll talk about, we'll get to the Super Chats. We're going to clean up. Just hold off on the Super Chats. I want to do some articles if we could ever get to them. I'll get to this observation I have, but as this philosophy has advanced, and it's pretty much, it's pretty much done cooking in the oven. It's pretty much crystallized. I think I, think I got it down. I'm starting to realize that people who are the enemy of production, people who are the enemy of industriousness, uh, list, industriousness, labor, um, capitalizing, not capitalism, capitalizing on one's life, making one's life count, living your life to the extent, the people who are the enemy of that, by law, 
have to have miserable lives and are wasting this one precious moment in their in, in the universe that has granted them <clears throat> this this microscopic blip that the universe has given them they are pissing it away all because they're cowards and weaklings and afraid of of a real job uh and that 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 they deduced their logic warped as it is pathetic as it is is to go and be envious and try to tear down productive people contributing members of society people who are actually advancing society forward and by law they have to be miserable they absolutely have to be miserable in part because of the principle of the policy deep down inside everybody knows but I'll, I'll get to that later. Let's go through the, <clears throat> the the spate of super chats that have already come in. One of which was way before I even started. Uh, Channel eighteen hundred dumb. Who? It's what? Eight p.m. over there now. Five New Zealand dollars with the the pretty redheaded sister. That if I ever come to New Zealand, I will take her on a coffee date. Does she even know? Like you're not just like, hey, it's Aaron Claire. She's like, who's this guy? I doubt I'll be going to New Zealand. I just don't think Adriano Ramos, two bucks uh, for uh, two Australian dollars. Please tell us about existentialism. You beat Nick. Well, you're going to die. There you go. Now, what do you want to do with your life? And whether you believe in the afterlife or God duh, or not, uh, it's a good policy to operate from the principle or the premise or the assumption. It ends. It ends. And then and then you could you can either make a count. Or you could be like, let's go to another city, a Seattle city council guy, a city council person. Um, I don't know if he's still city council guy, but this is the one that said when they were, because people shit in the streets in Seattle, because that's the pinnacle achievement. That's that's what liberal leftist Democrat policies get you is, is full grown adults, mentally ill and on drugs, shitting in the streets. And so Seattle had to come in with, with water sprayers and spray down the streets. You know, there's like a long stick, just. It's like you have at the car washes, right? <clears throat> so this guy, city council dude, he's a black guy. He used to be Black Panthers and all that. Which, fine, okay, fine. You know, he's old guy, 74 years old. He's the idiot that said, you can't do that because it's giving people PTSD from the civil rights era, black people from the civil rights era who were protesting in the 60s, 50 years ago, about water cannons. You know, when there'd be protests and hit them with a water cannon or fire hose or whatever. And I'm thinking like, well, that guy just wasted his life. 74 years. Like he probably had, he's, he is married. I presume he has grandchildren. And instead of like, I want to hug my grandchildren and let's go out and let's get ice cream and let's go, go, go up into the Cascade Mountains. Let's go climb Mount Rainier. He, he is so worthless. He's so pathetic. He is so avoidant of work and and, and work ethic and production or heck just spending time and having fun he his mind has logically come to the conclusion to bitch and whine and associate spraying feces off the street with with you know just a regular old spraying device with water cannon ptsd from the civil rights era dude like <clears throat> like that's a sucky life so that's 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 existential existentialism. Like assume assume that's it. Like that guy goes down in history as the guy who thought cleaning feces off the street was racist because it, well, and I don't know what kind of life that is. Like that that's a sucky life, man. That's, a, that's why I don't watch the news. That's why I don't care anymore. 
going to go out, shoot my guns, going to go and chill out, <clears throat> smoke cigars, go hike and ride my motorcycle. That's what I'm going to do. And I don't care. And maybe I go and get my Croatian hunt. Maybe that's a, that might be in the future there as the United States burns down because everyone is so offended about everything. You no longer can function. So it's like, yeah, look at that. And I sit there in my Croatian hut and I celebrate Borscht Fest with the locals. And I dress up in a big purple beat costume and like, hey, it's King Borscht. That'll be, oh, remember the American who lived in the hut? Oh, I liked, I liked Aaron. He went, I'll go with a different name. Boric. Ah, it's Boric. With a at the end. I don't know if they're Slavic and Croatia. I think they are. Alex Patino, a truck driving Latino agent in the field for five U.S. dollars. It looks like you got a backhand love tap. No, I got a kiss. I got a kiss. I'll wash it off later. Oh, I got that there. <clears throat> so far, the internet looks like it's working. Uh, Nakama. What is that? What what currency is that? 15 rubles? What? I don't, I don't know what that is. Sir, you're getting better looking with age. Good job. Your best looking may be 50. Cool to watch you grow into your looks. Yeah, I shaved the other day. And um, wait till I get back to the gym at a regular schedule. Like I said, things are coming back like September. It's September 1st. Look at this. We got a podcast, boys and girls. We're going back to normal. But it's going to be the new and improved normal with my recording studio and everything's normal and everything's stable. I can get back to the gym. Uh, but thanks. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I have the benefit of both my parents uh, having very youngish looks. Uh, despite copious amounts of drinking in the past. And my dad smoked cigarettes. I think he still sneaks one out. Behind the old lady's back. Um, but yeah, I, and, and the irony is I don't, I, I got, you're, I, one guy like, ooh, you're turning into a silver fox. I'm like, well, that's good for me. <laughs> well, you, girls on the side, mistresses, no, 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 no. As Coach Greg Adams says, peace, quiet, serenity, and calm and contentment. And you can't have that with girls running around, let alone hot little 20-something babes. Like, Ooh, you're the silver fox. Yes, so I am. The, the silver fox that went ghost. Just, you know, I'm going to smoke my cigars. I'm going to sit in my hot tub. And I'm just going to chill out and look at my pond. And just, where's the girls? Don't know. Don't care. Notice how quiet it is? See how calm and relaxed it is? Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah. Better than the first two-thirds of my life. I'm going to go chill out. Um, let's scroll down. Robert Flores, $10. <clears throat> Aaron, I'm a free market person, but I'm hostile to the Walmart. What's wrong, What's wrong with Walmart? They took the lead on deindustrializing the USA. I avoid shopping there. Their model accelerated the growth of working poor. I <clears throat> No, no, it didn't, Robert. Think about this. What did Walmart do to the price of pretty much everything? It lowered it. And what, what you're doing, unconsciously, you're not malicious. I, I know you're not doing it. <clears throat> what you're arguing is a Luddite argument. And look it up. But the Luddites, I forgot what they were. Were they, I don't know if they're textile people. They, they made cloth by hands. I could be wrong. And then the technology came in that they had weaving machines. And they said, you're going to take your jobs. And 
what they're what you're failing to realize is that Walmart, up until Amazon, Walmart drastically increased everybody's purchasing power. And if China can make it a lot cheaper than we can, fine, outsource it over there. We'll make higher end stuff. Now, this necessitates that labor skill up, right? So we you know, go from just putting widgets and nuts on to programming the robots to put the widgets and the nuts on on cars. This goes from um, doing horseshoes for horses to working on engines when the car comes by. And you cannot hold back the rest of society to keep one little niche industry uh, employed in an outdated labor or, or industry. Uh, because that is, oh, really? Oh, oh, you fucking assholes. Oh, you assholes. Um, anyway, but you're, you're holding the rest of society hostage. Because if you're going to pay at the mom and pa stores, you're going to pay Americans to build everything. I mean, good luck finding them nowadays. Uh, it, things would cost like easily three times as much as they are now. And our standards of living would only be a third of what it is today. I don't know about you. I like having big screen televisions for $300. I remember not adjusting for inflation in the 80s when a color TV was $300. And it was big, a big bulbous thing, but the screen wasn't that big. <clears throat> you, If you want more information or you want to research more, Look at Adam Smith's argument for not only the division of labor, but international trade, right? And I no, I'm happy for Walmart. Walmart's done more to get poor people out of, out of poverty than any government program ever did by lowering the cost of goods. Uh, so I'm for that. Yes, that meant uh, uh, manufacturing went away. <laughs> or it just went from unionized Michigan down to right-to-work state Tennessee. Uh, but if society is going to advance... People are going to, when, when technology outdates a particular skill or factory or, or industry, those people in that industry have to admit, okay, we got to retool because it's absurd. Well, we got to keep the horse and buggy industry alive. That, imagine how, how little progress we would have. And so Walmart is just an example of it. <clears throat> and then look, Amazon kind of is dethroning Walmart. All right, did I catch up? Yeah, I think we caught up. Boom. All right. Now, I want to get rid of the uh, advanced. I, I know. I know. I just. There's got to be a Croatian that does eat borscht. All right. Got to tell you another story. And this gets back to that existential thing. I was out in Wisconsin and I had to go to the gas station and get some carb cleaner or something like that, some kind of carb treatment. And I walk in, and it's an old boomer lady, got to be 65, but squarely pegged at 65. <clears throat> the uh, checkout lady, probably also 60. And I'm trying to be new cappy, not get angry. Small town in Wisconsin, that's what they're going to do. So I was listening in on the, the conversation, and the old, the 65-year-old lady was talking about how she, well, I finally moved out. And just get the stuff to get out of here. Finally moved out. And you know what? My grandchildren live only a couple miles away. And nobody came to help me. And you know, it's a nicer place. And I think they knew each other because the gal's like, oh, is it? A? So the gal was going into government housing. All right. 
no one moved. I guess the bank is going to close. So she's getting foreclosed upon. So here we have a financial deadbeat. And now I got to pay for her lodging. We all do through Section 8 housing. She's also a moron and an idiot holding up everybody. Today's economic efficiency loss of the day. Boomer women that didn't save money. <clears throat> but neither here nor there. And so she's like, oh, I'll, I'll pay for my stuff and get out of your way. I'm like, yeah, thanks, lady. So I get up there, but the lady doesn't go away. She continues to talk to the checkout gal. She says, but, well, I met a nice lady at the library. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, I'm trying to imagine the library in this small little town. And 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 then who meets people at libraries? And she's a really nice lady, so we're going to meet at the park later on. I'm like, what? What? And the other lady's like, Oh, that's very nice. Okay, what are you going to do at the park? I'm like, uh, check me out. Okay. Well, I don't know. We're going to maybe talk a little bit. I'll bring some coffee. And something like this is a weird, bizarro world. Like, <clears throat> some world I'm completely unaware of. And then she's like, well, give me your number, and I'll let you know what's happening. She's asking to get the check out for a number. And the lady's like about to write it down. Now, I left by that time. The lady was functional enough to check me out. I'm going to. But it, it just stuck in my head. And then it, it finally realized, and let me give you, and this is where the, the philosophy terminates. We're not, not ends, but like we've cooked it. It's finalized. It's crystallized. <clears throat> you may be upset that this boomer woman got in the way of your life. Metaphorically, we all run into this type. You may be upset that these gals or guys go on Section 8 housing. But can you imagine what their life is like? Now, I know I've said this before. Would you want to be them? I never came up with that, that observation. That's an observation from many moons ago. <clears throat> but what I think we all need to do, no matter how vile, no matter how much money they're taking, no matter how irrational, you've got to look at leftists and realize just how bad their situation is. I mean, unless you're lucky, like you're Ocasio-Cortez or you're Nancy Pelosi, you're rich and you're connected. Okay, that's one thing. But I'm talking your average rank and file leftist out there who's collecting government check. And maybe not even left, just someone who's dependent upon the government. They cannot support themselves. And I was watching this lady, and more and more I thought about it. I'm like, that gal's life is miserable. Not only miserable, but tortured. She obviously bred. Her children obviously bred. But she has managed her life. She is so mismanaged her life. She's alienated everybody that no one wants to help out grandma. Now, I'm going to go visit my grandma because I want to see her before she dies as much as I can. My grandma was great. My grandma was a shark. She was, I won't say, but she was, a. she worked in finance. And this is when working in finance meant something. And oh, wait, but I thought women were oppressed and just beaten down in the forties and fifties. No, they allowed women to work too. And she, she has the brains. Um, but that's, that's what a normal grandma should be. This old lady has not only pissed away her life to the point the grandchildren won't, won't support it. She mismanaged her money. Lord knows if she divorced the husband or not, the money's gone. She's bad at man managing money. <clears throat> that in her golden years, the best use of her time is to meet randos at the library, move into Section 8 housing, and go to the park and meet these randos. There's no human connection. There's no love. 
There's no belonging. There's no community. It is just a constant wake up. How do I get through this next day? I'm not, I doubt she even has the intelligence or cognizance to be aware that there might be a goal, either a daily goal of like, why well, I ought to find a job or a long-term goal. Like I ought to get my finances squared away <clears throat> for whatever reason she has come to the, the, handicapped state, mentally handicapped state that she is in, that she is now at the uh, uh, benevolence or the, the charity of the government and has no one else in her life. No one else. And then I made the connection. And I made the connection. People who rely on stealing money from other people, that's essentially what it's, parasitism. One would argue micro-slavery because you're technically enslaving other people to work more to pay for you, right? The, the key thing is if you are not a self-supporting adult, if you are a parasite, that is not just a financial trait. It is not just you're, you're savvy and clever <clears throat> and you have no morals or you're just going to take other people's money and, and then go and then ha ha ha, now I'm going to go live my life. If you're that low caliber of person, if you're that unethical a person, that bleeds into all aspects of your life, not merely financial. And when it comes to interacting with other people, every other aspect of your life is impaired by this unfair, uh, unethical treatment you foist upon the rest of the world. And so if you're willing to take a government check, if you're willing to go on Section 8 housing, if you're not willing to support yourself as an adult, that means you're going, you have no problem stealing from other people. That means you have no problem enslaving other people. That means in your personal interactions with everybody else in the world, it's going to be unethical. And whereas everyone is forced to pay taxes, they are not forced to hang out with you. And this is where the law, the concreteness it crystallizes. If you are taking money from other people, I don't care what your rationalization, generally, if you're a leftist, it could apply to rightist people too. Politics don't necessarily... <clears throat> You are a flawed individual personality-wise. And people will pick up on that immediately. You ever notice how people, like you get generations of welfare family, doesn't matter. It could be the barrio, the ghetto, or the trailer park, doesn't matter. It's not like, hey, look at all this free government. Like, think about that. Let's say you got all this free government money. Like, okay, now I throw it away in the S&P 500. I pay off my debts. I act like I'm poor. <clears throat> you should see some pretty nice neighborhoods, right? Because like, well, that's free government money. No. No, they have no allegiance to each other. They have no, and surprise, surprise, this is why there's shootings and stabbings and drinkings and domestic violence with people that live off the government dole because they themselves are flawed personally and no one trusts them. No one wants to date them. No one wants to marry them. If they do so, it's out of obligation or oops, we got pregnant. And so in having that flaw, you ruin the rest of your life. Then we get into psychology. Look, if you are stealing money from people and you're okay with that, <clears throat> you are also then going to alienate your entire community that no one is going to want to bond with you or associate with you or be friends with you. Then you're alienated from the rest of society. You're ostracized. And that will destroy your human health or your, your mental health. That will destroy your human psychology. And so by law, you cannot actually have an enjoyable life. You can have all the government money in the world all the government money in the world, but the rest of your life is going to suck. And uh, TFM came up with a, a great observation. It's almost, 
a direct correlation. The more government money you get, the more money you get, the worse off it's going to be. Right? And he pointed out the American Indian community. All that money. Now, some it depends on the reservation or the tribe you're going to. Some actually are doing quite well with casinos and farming when you get out west, ranching. But the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, for example, holy cow. You just free this, free that, free that, free, 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 free. And you say, okay, I'll take all this money. I won't be in, I won't have to work. Why? <clears throat> no, I got out of And it just destroys your caliber as an individual to the point, forget people outside the, people within the reservation don't want to hang out with you. Nobody does anything. There's no, I get up in the morning and what's my day going to be? I'm going to take this government money and get a degree in computer programming. I'm going to go uh, go become a cop. I'm going to join the military. That I'm going to buy a nice little house somewhere over in Montana. Whatever. That never happens. It's just like, why would I? I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to do this. And no one else is going to want to congregate or invest or co-invest or cross-invest with those type of people. Include especially the people within that community. It has nothing to do with American Indian or, or, or welfare or not. I'm saying within that community, nobody else is going to want to invest. And, and they have, invest with what? It's not like their time or value is worth anything. And then if, if you get any kind of investment, you get people that are going to, in a kind of an autoimmune deficiency type of way, uh, uh, recertify your previous decisions in the past. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, perfect example. Telling black people there's no hope, and it's only through them, Jesus, Jesse Jackson, Christ, that there's salvation. Only through Jesse Jackson will you be saved. Only through the Democrat Party will you be saved. And don't do anything. Don't, oh, no, you got it. And I'm like, okay, I guess we'll wait. <clears throat> but in the end, and this is the sad part, this is the very sad part, like the gal I saw, not only are their lives wasted, they're tortured. Poverty being the least of the concern. This woman, no doubt, has been poor her entire life. Okay, that sucks right there. And I'm not saying riches is, is the every, but at least having financial stability, that quelches some of the lower Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So you can actually go on to more uh, ethereal things, things that matter, love, belonging, community. Children, well, she had children, but I didn't raise them. But if you never get financially stable, you never get out, and you're constantly depending on other people, you never break out of that first level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you therefore cannot invest in society or grow as a human being. And so you are miserable. That's just poverty. That's just finances. Then when no one wants to hang out with you, solitary confinement. Essentially, you're in solitary confinement, even though you're, you know, you're alone at a party. Because no one wants to deal with you. No one's going to. And if they do anything, here's where it gets really bad. Most people who interact with you are likely trying to scam you. Because they too, if they're willing to take money from the government, they sure as heck are willing to take money from, the, from their, their neighbor. <clears throat> their, hey, anyone been brought up poor and a family member tries to screw you over? How stable is that family? How great of a life can you possibly have? And so not only is it tortured because... You lack finances, which is 101. It's tortured because you're abused. Your family abandons you. You cannot form any connections. There's no psychological stability. There's no familial stability. And there's no cultural or community stability.
everyone is out to get you because you're hanging out in a den of essentially thieves. <clears throat> and it has, when I saw that lady, like I was, I was trying to think like, you know, I get pissed. I get pissed. But I, I, as I was driving back, I'm like, wow. I always say you don't have to lift a finger, you know, karma will kick these people's ass in return. But I felt bad for her. I felt bad that this woman's entire life was not only wasted, but it came to the point where she's meeting randos at the library. And then the best use of her day after had whoever, somebody helped her move into her Section 8 housing. And she was going to go to the park and meet some random person. I don't got a lot of family. I don't have a lot of friends. But at least, like, if I need to, I could drive out and visit TJ Martinell and have a good conversation. I could drive out to Rarb's place. We go get good Mexican food. I can visit uh, one of my best gay friends, uh, Vince, over in New Jersey, and uh, we could chit-chat philosophy and all that other stuff. You know, I can visit my dad. You know, I visit my grandma. Don't have a lot of people. The people I got in my life are pretty quality. And I got a career in industrial assistant. I wake up in the morning, and I have a reason I got a purpose. Maybe it's not going to cure cancer. Maybe it won't eliminate poverty. Though this seminar I got coming up, Achieving Financial Excellence, I'm on to something. I'm on to something. Whether people listen to me or not for the fourth time. Hey, remember that housing crisis? I want you. Remember the dot-com bubble? I want remember the education bubble? I want you about? I got a new idea. Do you want to hear me? No, you sexist, racist. You tell me what I don't want to hear. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> But at the end of the day, and I presume most of you, Alex Patino, a truck driving Latino agent in the field, drives truck, got a family, family seems to like him. Uh, Juan, the Aztec patriarch, got his kids, they love to go hiking. Athel, going to get his degree in chemical engineering. I know I'm picking Latinos, but it's just, you know, these are the industrious guys. Elkins, working on his, his CPA firm. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Elkins, Spoiling their one and only grandchildren rotten. Like, hey, I could, you want to spoil me rotten? I'm like practically your son. I'm your son that visits you. I visit you, Mr. and Mrs. Elkins. Your regular son doesn't visit you. He doesn't even know how to drive. He doesn't know where, where New Mexico is. I visit your, 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 your prodigal son you never knew you had. <clears throat> oh, yes, you could take me out for dinner. It'd be great. Yeah, yay. There's, we all got a life. Just imagine being your rank and file leftist. Imagine being a young lady who swallowed the feminist Kool-Aid with purple hair and weird piercings and tattoos. And she looks like everyone else, but has no job, has no uh, uh, purpose, has no love. Because don't you know what guy's going to date her. And go to, I don't need no kids. All right, fine. Don't got no kids. I'm not going to stay home. What do you think? I'm a kitchen slave. Well, I don't know. Maybe you'd like to raise your kids. Maybe you'd like to hug them. Hung out with a couple last night and they got a little, little baby. Uh, uh, they adopted it because uh, they're a little too old to have kids. <clears throat> you know what they do? They raise the kid. They spend, they bring down, they have a, the husband helps out to make sure the kid is watched while the wife does work. I won't say what she does, but she's high-end professional. I applaud her very much. But the kid is there, and it's not being outsourced to mom or nana. By the way, if grandma's called nana, your family fucked up. Family is fucked up. <clears throat> it is not nana. No, it is grandma. 
Nana is a boomer woman who doesn't want to consider herself being old. Okay. That's when they say, no, Nana, no, your grandma, shut the fuck up. <clears throat> Neither here nor there. And they're happy. <gasps> Could you who, sit down? Is everyone sitting down? I'm glad hey, when you turn in this podcast, you better have a chair ready to sit down. This is going to floor you all. Lots of flooring going on. So much flooring. Menards doesn't even have as much flooring as I do. <clears throat> Did you know that when parents raise their children and spend time with the children, they're happy? Who knew? Who knew? But imagine the literally, well, it's not 100, the United States, um, we got to do age breakdown, but at least half of childbearing age women are not going to have that. If we looked at that study that uh, Rolo cites, Morgan Stanley, I believe, is like half the women in whatever, 2025, between the ages of 18 to 42, will have never been married, not have kids. I'm not saying that's the only point and purpose and reason, <clears throat> but what? You got your career, you got your MBA, you got your debt, you got your hair, you got your politics, you got it. And you've seen it, you see it on the internet. They're all fat. They're all ugly. They're all uh, mutilated body mutilation, which I consider non-traditional piercings and an excessive amount of tattoos. Yes, that's body mutilation. Miserable. Absolutely miserable. Why? They don't want to work. They don't want to put put in the hard time to become an engineer, a dentist, or a doctor, or an accountant, or whatever. They don't want to raise their kids. They don't want to be. It's all about them. And they're more than happy to beg for student loan bailout. Again, flawed. All cops are bastards. Those cops, admittedly, some are not, some are corrupt, some are, uh, unlawful killing. Got it. All right. But for the most part, those cops are keeping you safe, you dumb bins. ACAB, it's why my, you better you better support me taking your money, or you're a Nazi. That childish level of not only political philosophy, but logic and self-centeredness. That will spill over to their other lives. You're overweight. You mutilated your face and your body. Ain't no guy asking you. Oh, love is gone. And they'll say, I don't need no. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we, we heard. We've been hearing since the Carter administration. That's where your happiness levels are going up. Stay at home or many times. I'm going to outsize the kid to daycare. And all you got to do is sit back and watch. Wasted lives. Wasted lives, so much to the point you can say, dang, like I can't imagine what it's like to being someone who's mutilated their face and pierced their body and tatted this up and dyed their hair purple, thinking that's going to give them value in life. And then what do they do? Same thing. They go home, live at home. Mom and dad pay for stuff. The government pays for stuff. Can't find love. And then how reliable and stable do you think their friends are? It's a backstabbing um, uh, uh, East German Stasi environment. Because the only thing they got is their politics. Are you woke? How woke are you? It's the Inquisition. That's more what it is. It's the Inquisition. <clears throat> what are your politics? Do you, be like, do you use pronouns? Lady, I got more important shit to do in my life than use my effing pronouns. That right there, perfect. Again, how many examples do you want? Glad you're all sitting down. Lots of flooring. Home Depot don't even have this much flooring. <clears throat> That is a dead tell, 
dead giveaway that that person ain't got nothing going on in their lives where they actually think putting their pronouns on whatever the resume <clears throat> the social yeah i guess it's he him for me but i don't know i'd rather give my niece a hug i'd rather feed my other niece a ton of ice cream i'd rather both drop them off as they're hyped up on sugar with the parents like <laughs> I'd rather give the nephews $2 bills. Got more. How little? How fucked up is your life if you're putting pronouns up? And the only other remainder of this otherwise crystallized and finalized philosophy is, do I feel sorry for them? Or is it like you dance on their grave, their metaphorical grave, because, you know, you're already dead, Blythe. Because they're not going to live. There's not going to be any life. There will be no, no value. They will not be on their deathbed like, I had a fool. They're not going to be surrounded by people. <clears throat> and I, and I kind of like, where, where do I, where do you feel pity? Or where are you dancing on the grave? Or maybe a little bit of both. Because the lady who probably treated her children like shit, probably made stupid decisions. She's mental. She's lost it. She's lacked human connection and interaction that she's now untethered from the rest of society and reality. And she's one would, I wouldn't say maybe mentally ill, but she's mentally gone. She, she cannot associate with society anymore. She's been effectively intellectually, mentally ostracized. And okay, that I feel bad for. <clears throat> like, it's like, you know, this is a former person of themselves. That, that person is, it's a brainstem. Like a heroin addict is a brainstem looking for the next heroin hit. There's no cognitive thought going on. This is a brainstem, a tortured soul wandering, looking for her next meal to eat, and then maybe trying to find some human interaction, but she's only going to get weirdo human interaction from the library. Or you take someone who's a vile, evil thief, like that gal who's the communist that wants to take Jeff Bezos' money. Like that one, okay, I could dance on her grave. I could do that. <clears throat> when people call you in, like this old lady, I don't think she'd call me a name. I don't think she's even aware of the concept that she's even taking money from hardworking people. Whereas the, the Seattle City Council, all of them, I mean, we don't have to single out the two more um, charismatic ones. Uh, all of them, just they just want other people's money. Those people's graves I could dance on. But even then, like, huh. Oh, Bill Gates, yeah, you, you're going to tell me what to do? Oh, how's divorce coming along? Do I feel sorry for Bill? Do we dance on his grave? Which one? All that money. Still not happy. Huh. And so that's that's the thing. It <clears throat> The more I think, I think even where I, I feel bad would be like the millennials. I know I slam on the millennials. Like, for example, get my book, How Not to Become a Millennial. But I do have some sympathy there. And certainly for the Zoomers, where it's like you were lied to. You were lied to the entire time. And you have it in your mind that the number one thing is your politics. And your politics are not exactly cool. or Like nationalism, like we're for the nation. I don't know why nationalism has such a bad rap. Like you should generally be for your nation. Assuming your nation isn't like vile or evil or anything like that. But the politics, the, the new religion of the young generation, millennials and Gen Zers, uh, is theft, is stealing other people's money, is parasitism, is laziness and sloth, right? Oh, so if you're going to be a parasite and lazy and slothful in your politics, 
You probably are also that in real life. If you want further, show you another place, ladies and gentlemen, it destroys people's lives. Everyone's fat. And ain't nobody like fat people. I'm not saying personally, you personally can like fat people. You don't want to have sex with them. So your sex life sucks. It was an article, something like half. Maybe I'll look it up later. Maybe we'll do that later on. <clears throat> like over half the kids under 12 are obese. <laughs> but where do you, like these kids, they were lied to. And they went a ton of debt, you know, trillions of dollars in debt for worthless degrees. And women were absolutely lied to. You girls think men are your enemy and you want nothing to do with them. And, you know, every guy, potential rapist uh, hiding around the corner. Uh, I mean, what, it, what, again, there's an idea. How miserable is that life where you fear half the population always? Okay, that's odd. <clears throat> that must suck. And so you're like, God, I really feel sorry for them. The boomers and the professors and the teachers, all leftists, by the way, lied to these kids. Oh, and took $150,000 from you at 6% interest rate for your worthless degree in English or communications or whatever it is you were told to follow your heart and the money will follow. And I, I feel so, but then I'm racist or sexist because I say, hey, don't major in stupid stuff. <laughs> don't have kids you can't afford. Hey, maybe you should raise your kids and love your kids. Somehow I'm the bad guy. Somehow that is associated with the National Socialist Party where we kill people that have uh, two triangles that are blue on a white flag for, for reasons. Jealousy, I guess. And I want to enslave the rest of the world. It's a pretty big jump. Pretty big jump. I'm like, I don't see the connection. And then you think like, so you're going to call me evil and vile and try to, as these black pillars do, not all black pillars, but the, the destruction pillars, the people that got to take down other people's work, they got to take down because they're jealous. Uh, <clears throat> then I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy you're miserable. Yeah, we should be dancing on the gray. I don't feel sorry for you. Try to warn you, try to, and now you're calling me names. And trying to hurt me as well, probably, no doubt, too. It's like, yeah, no, I, I think I will rejoice in your misery. So the point is, to more of an extent than you realize, people generally on the left, though not always, because leftists aren't the only ones that take money, hypocrites do, <clears throat> but that highly correlates with leftism. They are way more miserable than you think. They have subscribed to a political ideology as their new religion of parasitism, and in doing so, alienate themselves not only from all of society, all the rest of society, the producers of society, but you cannot have healthy relationships within your immediate circle. And thus, they doom themselves not only to an ostracized life, but mental illness and mental torture as well. The question is, and then there are others where it's like, okay, I feel sorry for them. Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. And then you look like, wow, that's that's really sad and tragic. So I don't know, but then it's up to you. Like, hey, do you rejoice? Eat the popcorn? Yeah, nope, don't need no man. You'll be happy with your MBA. Lots of debt, lots of debt. It's an investment. Yeah, diversity and inclusion major in that because like a billion women aren't majoring in that. Yeah, you should do that. Yep, commute. Power lunch. Yep. You need a doctorate, too. Right? I take a share of Oh, yeah. Freeze your eggs. That's great. Yeah. Don't need a man. No, no. You raise your kid just fine. 
raise them whatever gender you think is more popular. I can't wait. No. Don't worry. Beg the government for, for bailing you out of psychology bills for your kid because it, them, zer, z, doesn't know what it is. That's right. No. Oh, you're 68? You're meeting people over at the library? You want to hang out with them because you didn't save any money, but you have a ton of product handbags? Go meet them at the park. Let's go. Talk to the lady. Grab the ladies here at the gas station. That's right. You couldn't make enough popcorn. Home Depot have to sell a lot more flooring and start issuing popcorn as well. There you go. Uh, let's go through the super chats. Adriano. Oh, we already did that. Alex Patino. Okay. I think, okay, cool. Now, hopefully, I don't miss super chats. I know there were some. There's Rob. We got Rob. Boo, 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 boo. Sorry, I'm taking my time scrolling. Uh, a new New Zealand guy, Kosutra5. Five New Zealand dollars. I was wondering if you can do accounting as a job while traveling in a digital. Yes, yes, Chad Elkins. Look at him. Um, I know several accounts. Now the trick is uh, Kutura, Kukutra. Um, you gotta only take online clients. Okay, you you only take on like if you go and look for a contract job, it has to be done remotely. All right. You get some of these old timers like, well, I need to bring in my physical. Nope. Bye. I, I do taxes remotely. So there should be enough, and there's enough young people coming online, globally speaking, um, that you should be able to find some work, be able to work remotely. But what I would do in your particular case, and I forgot what the CPA equivalent is in New Zealand. It may be a CPA, but I, I think it's something else. But uh, within the Commonwealth of Britain, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, um, there's a British equivalent, but get your CPA you're golden. You're golden, man. And you just refuse clients that say, well, I need to meet in person. No, I don't meet in person. Unless you're going to pay me $5,000 to fly to your town, get a hotel, meet you in person. Oh, Boomer, you could have emailed me that PDF. Well, I guess that cost you $4,599. But yes, uh, <clears throat> accounting is a, is, is a mobile profession. Riz, Riz, call, Riz, Serg. Five Canadian bucks in Manitoba, Winnipeg, a good place in Canada. No, cold. No, unless you like cold. But I mean, Winnipeg's fine. It's on a big lake. It's beautiful up there. Worse than Minnesota. It's horrible. The cold is horrible. Don't go there. Do not go there. Uh, <clears throat> Channel 1800, dumb, five New Zealand dollars. Cappy, what happened to your cheek, mate? How is my sis going to date you now? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, well... Our torrid love affair across the Pacific. We'll have to wait. Boop -a -doop -a -doo. Captain Gnu. New guy, $10. Living in reality and facing consequences are the best things that could have happened to me. Wasn't fun at the time. It's still not fun. By miles ahead. Still lots of work to do. Yep. And I'm, I'm sympathetic to younger people in general because you've been, nothing but lies have been given to you. <clears throat> nothing but lies. And, you know, I, I don't think the millennial, but you guys should all go read that. Go read how not to become a millennial, not just because I make profit, but you can see what lying to an entire generation of kids does. And then and that's why I want to do what we can salvage from the millennial generation literally is what not to do on pretty much all levels of socio sociology, economics, politics, familial, like don't do these things. 
I mean, quite literally do the opposite of what we did to the millennials. We didn't spank them, spank them. We gave them participation trophies. No trophies unless you're number one. We lowered grading standards. Nope, you increased grading standards. We lied to them about you. Follow your heart and money will help. Nope, you're going to major in the right thing. You're not going to college at all. And oh, we taught them to hate America and freedom and capitalism and individual rights. Uh, no, we don't teach the communism. It's like the opposite, you dumb effers. Um, yeah, but it's, and then look, not only look up the destruction principle, look up the reality principle. If you make decisions in the real world, they're more effective. If you make decisions based on lies, you just ruin your life. Uh, Captain Gnu again for five bucks, knew a guy who blew $300,000 trust fund in four years. He lives on government assistance now and does drugs. The guy can't function. As right. This is what happens when people win the lottery. They piss it away. Or, um, you know, professional athletes get a multi-million dollar contract. They piss it away. Nobody saves the money. Gals. Gals on the, the OnlyFans who make a lot of money, piss it away. They don't even score away money for estimated taxes. And they're all miserable. I mean, it's almost a benefit to grow up poor. And, and, and here's the key thing. Get yourself out of it. Because then you know the value of a dollar. You know how to get to free. You know that money is not the key thing. You know that money, the primary use of money is to get free. So you no longer have to labor for some employer. That you can live your life before you die. But if you've just had everything handed to you, you're basically uh, coddled or mollified. You're mollified to do this quasi-stasis of living where you don't go out and capitalize on your life. You just sit there playing video games, eating Cheetos, collecting a government check. <clears throat> and that's what money you don't earn will do to you. It will keep you imprisoned in the, the natural human instinct to be lazy and slothful, to conserve calories of energy because at one time food was scarce. Now all it does is ruin you. I mean, the, the things I look forward to, like I get the most joy out of are free. Like I download various philosophy and history podcasts. I thoroughly enjoy Jordan Peterson stuff when he puts out something that isn't lame. <laughs> uh, Molyneux, uh, I tune into Rolo uh, for goofball time. I listen to Modern Life John occasionally. Uh, Carl and Ryan Stone, uh, they're a good team, but it's, it's intellect. Making your mind think. It's only going okay, to get to the next level. Look at these graphics. Yay. Like, I did that. I've done that. I want to go for a hike here. I haven't been here before. I'm going to go on a hike here. Nope. Going to get to the next level. And it, it calls into question whether these people are even alive, whether they're sentient. I wouldn't say that they have souls because they are suffering. They are enduring pain on a, on a submersive level. But below the surface, they're suffering an inordinate amount of pain. They'll never show up because they have, they have pride. So they, they are conscious. They, there is a soul there, but it's a sad soul. It's a, it's a weak, pathetic, egotistical, prideful soul. And you can't show people just what losers they are. <clears throat> All right. Enjoy. I'm going to visit my grandma. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and visit my nieces, give them hugs. And then I'm going to go hang out with my buddies and get some din din. Robert Flores again, $10. Let me rail at Microsoft during Bill Gates' rule. He formed that company by dumping, 
by buying inexpensive utility program offered them as a bonus to his operating system at minimal price. Anchor. Right. Didn't he buy? Yeah, I think he did buy it. Right. <clears throat> Look, now you can't fault Bill Gates for having the eye on that market. Right. So what? He didn't program it. It's not like, like what's his name? Uh, the Apple guy designed the iPod. He probably had engineers do that. But Bill Gates figured it out. So did Steve Jobs. Hey, there's a market for this. You guys build that. Well, you got that. Oh, I'm going to take that. I'm going to go market it this way. Good for him. I don't I don't begrudge Bill Gates' success. I'm glad he made billions. I like Microsoft Office Suite. Well, I used to. Like 20 years ago, it was great. Now it's like, you want to do this? You want to do this? Oh, we did this thing for you. You guys remember Clippy? God, I, I to have all the shit I never asked for and all these softwares and programs, I'd gladly have Clippy back. Gladly. Wonder who, I wonder if a gal came up with Clippy because you have to be that annoying and nagging to think, oh, we're going to interrupt you. Oh, hey. <clears throat> oh, moving out. Uh, Mr. Full Metal Gats, new guy for uh, five bucks. Did you hear about the Corona Ligma variant? Oh, oh, dude. I, I wish I had somebody out there. We got 230 people tuning in. Somebody out there who has better Photoshopping skills than me. Here's a meme idea for you. I wanted to do um, in the Batman Forever font, do Corona Forever. But you know how the, the Batman symbol was backlit with a dark green light, all spooky and Batman-y. But you do the Corona uh, virus silhouette with the same thing. Somebody do that. It's going to go forever. It will go forever. And I don't want to go into, it's not conspiracy theory. <clears throat> because for the most part, this is giving thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, purpose, value, and reason in life. They're like, I, my predominantly public health majors, I get to use my degree. FEMA, that kind of thing. <laughs> Leftist politicians in general, we're doing something. Oh, my God. Constant crisis. Look at us. So it, we're going to go through the Greek alphabet. Then we're going to go through the Russian alphabet. Then we're going to go through all the Chinese characters because they got a lot of They're like, look at how many Chinese characters. We could have 320 more variants. Come on. Nobody will ever go outside again. But we'll feel good because we're doing something. It's going to be Corona forever. Channel eighteen hundred dumb five New Zealand dollars. Cappy so true about money not earned or stolen. Working hard is kept tight. Easy money slips through your fingers, brother. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you could, you could give reparations you to any group of people. You could bail out the student loans. You could bail out the bankers. Let's use the bankers as a perfect example. Gee. Are they lowering lending standards again? Did they learn their lesson? No, they didn't. The lending standards are not that bad, but you look at price to rents, you look at the fundamentals, it's like, okay, yeah, no one cares. Yeah, no, no. We're going to invest in Theranos, the new Theranos. People are going to buy into tulip bulbs. <clears throat> you know, you could you could get your bailouts, you go piss it away on. You know, I guess the, the student loan bailout, what would the student loan bailout go to? That would go to avocado and toast. <laughs> avocado and toast and craft beards and, and beard products. Uh, I, I guess uh, the trailer parks, if they got bail, what would it go to? 
truck nuts and and dodge diesel hemi doodly doos uh goes to the ghetto that would get what, a lot of caddies are the caddies in fashion now that was more my generation my parents generation what we got some brothers tuning what what's the go-to vehicle now is it um I'm trying to think, what is that? That was a stereotype from the 80s and 90s, maybe even the 2000s. What is it now? I don't know. The caddy is not the thing anymore. Whatever. It'll go to something. Uh, and then, uh, was it Atham? He sent me a picture of a brand new, I guess I guess the Latinos are kind of the same as, as the Trailer Park Boys, where you got to get a truck. I guess trucks are big in the Latino community. He showed me a picture of this truck, and it was next to the shack. I'm like, what the heck is this? He's like... So this is somebody I know, and they bought this truck for 80 grand, and that's the house they live in. I'm like, oh, okay. So it is the who dang diggly do dang diggly do's. Somehow we're closer than we realize. <clears throat> so that's where the that's where the bailout. And and then after you pissed it all away, what would you have? You would have nothing. You'll have nothing. Oh. <sighs> Rolling again. Uh, Alex Patino again, five bucks. I was in charge of a soldier who bought a laptop that was $700 on credit because he did not pay in one year. The total cost came to $4,300. What were you like? A, you were a sergeant of some kind, right? Um, oh my God. Shaking my damn head. Yep. Those bankers, guys, they'll come get you. They'll come get you all because you didn't understand fourth grade math and exponential math and interest. Compound mathematics. Daryl Schnell, <clears throat> new guy for 10 bucks. Just my continued thanks. Well, thank you, Daryl. I appreciate it. Uh, Juan the A. Here's Juan the Aztec Patriarch. Two bucks. Tune in. What happened to your face? Girlfriend kissed me with a right hook. No, it, it lipstick. I, I fired up the thing. We're about to go live. I'm like, ah, crap. I, I'm like, what happened initially? I'm like, oh, that's lipstick. So that's there. Uh, Ligma. Now I got to look up the Ligma variant. It's just here. Let me explain to you how the Corona is going to work. Okay. It's going to be like Rocky movies. They just keep coming out. Rocky 8, Apollo, or not Apollo, Creed, Creed 7. Creed's going to have a kid. It's just going to keep on Corona forever. Ba -da 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 -da. I kind of want to watch Batman the Animated Series. Swalu blue, five bucks. Best way to avoid falling into a pit of nihilism. It's not politics. Don't pay attention anymore. Just my family and the people around me. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Alex Patino again. Don't forget all organics and no, soy. No, right. Correct. Well, there'd be variants. There'd be variants. Um, for example, trailer parks, you might see a lot more Harleys. Okay. Um, I don't know what what the heck would would Latinos spend their money on if they got bailout money. I need the brothers to tell me what the new car is too. But uh, the brothers would okay. I know the gals, the ladies with weaves and and big ass fingernails that they look like the crow. No, not the crow. Edward Scissorhand. Same actor, I believe. Um, yeah. I. But you're right. Yeah, there'd be cats. Wait. Okay. So. We all know avocado and toast. You know where the money would go if we bail out the millennials and Gen Zers of the student loan debts? Egg freezing technology. That's where it's got egg freezing. They had a big boost in egg freezing. 
We have to import more refrigerators. There's so much demand for freezing eggs. Would you tell them that there's a more traditional method of doing it? You have sex with a guy and then you get married and you raise your kids and like, hurricane levels. I got, um, who's the guy that married Christine Brinkley? I got his song in my head. I'm moving out. Ba, 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 ba. Whoa, Christoph Anand, 20 generous dollars. My wife cooked up a good business opportunity. Buy a lot next to a trailer, park, and create a strip mall of misery. <laughs> what? Tote the note car lot. Payday loan. Oh, okay. So this is what you'd have. Wife cooked up. Right. Buy a commercial lot next to a trailer park. Okay, I see. And create a strip mall of misery. Tote the note car lot. Payday loan, liquor store, pawn shop, tavern, etc. Help poverty people stay in poverty. Yeah. You see a payday lender of any kind, you're not in a good neighborhood. You're not in a good neighborhood. Um, although, I don't know about you guys, but I've never been, a, like, the trailer park has always intrigued me. Like, if I was a single guy, like, I don't know why you can't keep a trailer in nice condition. Like, why does it always have to be dingy? Um and you see this a little bit more in the American Southwest where, you know, boomers and snowbirds go to retire. And there's some kind of nice trailer parks. They pull up the trailers and now those are RVs. But <clears throat> I always wonder, well, why does it have to be? And so it says, okay, yeah, you would keep your, your thing in order and, and maintain. But the average person in trailer park doesn't. You know, they're just, they're just lazy. Uh, they're just collecting welfare. And, you know, you'd have your crap stolen. People are like, okay, so now we switch to the keep it crappy on the outside, but have it schwanked. And, you know, and maybe I watch too much Rockford Files or a Lethal Weapon where it's like, yeah, the cool guy lives in a, in a, in a trailer over on the beach. You know, yeah, you're right. And But then there's been a couple places where I've gone through. I'm like, there's a trailer park here. It's kind of a nice neighborhood. Maybe, maybe I, I should look into it. Get the crime map and look where trailer parks are. Wife doesn't have a bad idea. At least you get your government money back. Alex Patino, five bucks. <clears throat> I made it to the rank of staff sergeant, E6. By the way, what I that website use for buying vehicles? Well, I use I use Auto Trader, Car Soup, but the trick is to set your range like 500 miles at least, and then set your parameters for low mileage, low price. And invariably, you're going to probably have to end up going to like a, a, a auto shop that specializes in um, <clears throat> repairing salvaged cars. So you get a salvage title. Um, you know, it's got hail damage or whatever. Um, there's a, a dent. They fix it up. You're off to the races. Um, that was one of the latest cars I bought. And it was like 5,500 bucks. And it had 38,000 miles. 2014, 2015. It's weird. There's all this new stuff. It's like I got USB ports and automatic things. And still have roll-up windows. Still got the roll-up windows. But yeah, I just I just go around. Muay Thai fighter, one thousand two bucks. Ligma nuts, Ligma nuts variant. All right, I think we're caught up. Are we caught up? No, we're not caught up. Fred for two bucks. Eggs and pink hats, please. <laughs> How about I set up Cappy's Frozen Egg Emporium, and and we we have it. <clears throat> Uh, remember the old westerns maybe or even like you know something that would take place in the 1880s or 1890s 
And there'd be a guy with the curly mustache. He'd have the suspenders and the striped shirt, maybe a bow tie. And he'd be polishing the, you know, he'd be the barkeep or the uh, mercantile store, the general store in the, in the besieged uh, Western town. I'm like, what can I do you for? Oh, I need some grain. I need, oh, hello, Jessup. How you doing? Oh, hi, Fred. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just polishing my glass like I always do. But it would be <clears throat> Cappy's Egg Emporium, Frozen Egg Emporium. I'm like, hello there, Missy. I'd have a glass for no reason whatsoever just to polish it. Well, hello there, Miss 45-year-old uh, spinster lady. What can I do you for? I need some eggs frozen. Well, sure. We hear Clary's frozen egg and porn. We freeze them all the time. What kind of what kind of speciality are you in? I need as many eggs frozen. All right. Well, right here, sign your life away. That'll be $73,000 for initial fee. And then when you come back and you find Mr. Wright and a surrogate, uh, we will defreeze these eggs. About 40% may or may not make it. <laughs> just sign there. Just keep signing. All right. And uh, then uh, maybe only one in five takes. You might have to come back. You might have to take out more. And then we'll just freeze them over here in this nice little refrigerator we got over there. And and then uh, come back in, in five years because uh, eggs don't last that long in the freezing thing. They only last five years. You're going to need more. It'll be another seven. You sign right there. Yep, just sign that away. You're not going to sue nothing. And then cut me that check. Thank you very much. And all right, see you in about 10 years when you ain't got no guy. We have the cat special, the wine box special, the student, the Biden's bails you out special. Oh my God. That's the premier deal right there. It's a hundred thousand. <clears throat> if you have student loans, we take off 5%. That's how much we're here to help out our ladies. Mm-hmm. That we are. Clary's frozen egg and for him. Come on in. I just want a root beer now. Fred, for two bucks, if Cap were six feet tall with an NBA, he'd get a cuddle Wookums. No. Yeah, I could, but I don't want it. Nope. Speaking of frozen eggs. Ha ha! Ha ha! Oh, Chad. Oh, hit me up, man. Did you get that one? Oh, maybe send it to Cuddle Wooks. Does she even know that she's called Cuddle Wookums and we make fun of her all the time? Uh, Fred, you make my recording for the Carlson School MBA, then PhD, bro. You make my no, did you send me a recording, Fred? All right, there we go. Um, <clears throat> I gotta find. Let me go through this real quick. This was on Twitter. Um so there's a guy, Nathan Alexander on Twitter. He says, my son graduates high school in the spring, 3.8 GPA. He's trying to pick a direction. University, technical college or something else. Anyone have any recommendations? And I responded, buy him this book. Make sure he doesn't major in something that doesn't have a job. And at the end of it, and uh, then he's asking me for a bailout. Then Calvin, Captain Save-A-Hole, he took a screenshot of a book, of a book review of Worthless. Now, this book, this had nothing to do with women. None. It was for both men and women. Why? Because I want to make money. I want to prevent all people from majoring in dumb shit. Alley Cat. One-star review. Terrible, horrible, misogynistic book. See? These are the worthless people that if you try to help them, like, hey, you know, I really want to help women close the wage gap. I just want to help people in general. I'm a misogynist for telling you that degrees that women generally pick are horrible financial investments. I'm a that I'm actually the opposite, frankly. But here it is. This book is written by a bitter misogynist. 
It, honestly, I think that book has nothing to do with women. I don't think that because it <clears throat> it doesn't matter what your gender is. It you don't major in stupid shit. The picture on the back cover says it all. I'm smoking a cigar. <laughs> Basically, the author says to choose a major in STEM or math. Yeah, that's it. According to him, everything else is a waste of time. He's a fool. Has he ever heard of public and it, it sees more? Okay. Hey, ladies, go go get your doctorate in government studies. Go work your part-time job. Go die. Go. This is this is where we get back to that philosophy. Dance on the grave. Just get that popcorn out. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. Well, I don't won't take you seriously until you go to a prestigious liberal arts college. And get at least a master's. Any degree is a good degree. You could totally borrow that, man. You could bail out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, female beauty is a social construct. You get fat as you want. Dye your cut your hair. Don't even dye. Why even deal with hair? Yeah, I'd be like that that black chick who watched Black Panther in Michigan. She's a senator or whatever now. She she thinks she's cool. She's got a staff or something. Yeah, you go back. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact. Change your gender. That'd be very, make it very popular and sought after. Mm -hmm. Put your pronouns up there. Yeah, I don't know. Make them up. Bibbidi boppity boppity boo. Whatever. I don't know. You're bibbidi boppity yes. Hey, you want some frozen eggs? Clary's Emporium of frozen eggs down the road, right there. <clears throat> so there's that. Let me bear with me, guys. I have to find it. On the profiles, I gotta find it on interwebs. Oh, by the way, everyone, subscribe to this channel because we're somewhat rapidly closing in on a hundred thousand subscribers. And then I get a plastic thing from YouTube that says you got a hundred thousand subscribers. I'm like, yay, plastic proud thing. I just wanna. Okay, here's the real reason. <clears throat> it is hundred thousand is arbitrary number. I don't really care. I just want to get this plaque and then show it to my parents. Like, hey, look at this. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I just want to see the complete com failure to understand. Is this something? Oh, that's nice. Oh, right. Like, okay, but you're excited about a second grade trophy where I got third place in a drawing contest. You know? Do you remember this from 1981? No. And hey, look at this. My, oh, never mind. That's nice, dear. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Make sure I'm not falling behind on the super chats. Let's make sure I'm not falling behind. We are not falling behind. Good. Uh, anyway, so subscribe if you haven't subscribed. From uh, metro.co.uk. Now, of course, this is uh, tabloidy, uh, but factually, this did happen. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break. I could get a water. I'll hit this. Everyone take a potty break. I'm going to get a water. Clary's frozen egg and pour him over on 5th May. Nobody boppity boppity boo.
You ought to know by now. <clears throat> you ought to know by now. <clears throat> you are a fat, disgusting sound, and I'm out. All right. We're back. A woman fed up of small talk creates time-saving dating hack. She's actually a quite attractive woman. <clears throat> Sick of small talk, you might want to take a leaf out at... A leaf at? You mean a look at? A leaf at of this woman's book. A leaf out of this woman's book. Tyla Monroe, who hasn't had an official boyfriend in years, came up with the idea to stamp and go into bid to skirt dating apps. She found a unique way to make a connection using a custom stamp to brand good-looking guys on nights out with her contact details. I, I She's 27. She's going out at nightclubs. I guess people are still going to nightclubs. <clears throat> she said she thought the custom stamp, which cost her 20 uh, pounds online and features her social media handle, Vanilla Trilla one with the words, my type and DM me, would be funny and different way to meet men who share her sense of humor. Now, before we immediately jump on this girl, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. And I applaud this gal for having not only the creativity, but the balls to do this. This is very innovative. And normally I'd be predisposed to assume someone this good looking and young and I would stereotype, but her actions prove otherwise. This is incredibly clever. I hope she's very successful. <clears throat> and she's going to have more success than people just sit there and twirl their hair. What is there? We got to get somebody from uh, Britain to re Somebody from Britain, email me. Um, let me know what, if there's a nightclub life anymore in Britain with lockdowns and things, or like do millennials in Britain and zoomers go out anymore? I'm, I'm kind of wondering, <clears throat> uh, a sense of humor. Tyla said, it's something different. If you have a sense of humor that matches mine, then you'll see the funny side of it. Yeah, she got, she does have humor. I, this is the, I'm more impressed with, with the creativity, and she stepped out of the bound. Instead of, like, merely being a human being, she's a human doing. So she's crossed that Rubicon or Vanguard or whatever. After hearing about Tyla's plan in the group chat, her friends instantly egged her on. They were like, this is the funniest idea you've ever had. I say it's genius. We're so excited to see how this pans out. She said, yeah, notice none of them ever did it themselves. <clears throat> I'm quite outgoing and do these random funny things anyway. So they obviously found it funny, but they said, this is so typical of you. Uh, while her first attempt to use the pickup technique at festival at a festival on August 21 left much to be desired in terms of stamp-worthy matches, Tyler's head was finally turned by a stunning man at the club. A video of a 27-year-old nightclub hostess using an orthodox method. She works at the nightclub. Uh, on her clubbing crush has attracted more than 1.4 million views on her 59,000 likes, prompting some men, including those she's never met, to falsely claim they have been stamped by Tyler. <laughs> Uh, remember we talked about those guys got nothing else going on in their life? Tyler from Newham, East London, actually found success with her stamp and ghost strategy. The boy in the video is actually the only person that I stamped. She said, oh, you, 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 you only did one? You only did one? 
Come on, you had the magic bullets from that movie. I think it's uh, <clears throat> the fifth elements where the bullets zip around and find their time. You had the magic gun and you only fired one bullet? Uh, the boy in the video is actually the only person that I stamped. After that, we started talking in the club and exchanged phone numbers. We've been in contact since. Well, good for you. She continued at first when I stamped him. He was really confused. He was like, am I being kicked out of the club or something? I was like, no, look at the stamp. He just smiled and said, your type, what's your name? After that, we exchanged contacts. He bought me a drink. It was actually really nice. Unfortunately for Tyler, the man she stamped doesn't live in London, but she says she'll stay in touch. Uh, <clears throat> while the stamp was a success, here comes here comes where it's like, hey, we got we got the solution, but we're not going to execute it. While the stamp was a success, Tyler says she isn't specifically going out looking for a boyfriend. If that happens, it happens. She said, I'm having fun along the way. After blowing up online, Tyler's DMs have been absolutely insane. So many guys have messaged me, hey, you stamped me at the club or the other day. She's going to know you. Says, I'm going to know who I've stamped. They're faking it to try to get a reply, but it's not going to happen. <clears throat> uh, even on Wednesday, I got 100 messages from people like, you stamped me the other day. Where do we go from here? This is, I feel, okay, to be intellectually honest, I feel bad for all these gals. With all these DMs, this is, you just should abandon online dating. Just abandon online dating. Now, talk to Fresh and Fit. They got Instagram game. They know that. That, I guess, is more... The modern thing, <clears throat> but you guys are going to have to go out in public and ask girls out. That's just how it is. There is no, go read the book of numbers. After you're done reading how not to become a millennial, all your boys pick up the book of numbers, read it and realize just what a hopeless cause and a pissing away of your infinitely precious time, which you do not have an infinite amount of, just what a waste of time that is. So much all stuff we can be doing with. Uh, I see the funny side. I appreciate the effort, but I'm not going to reply to them. Uh, luckily, the first man she stamped didn't mind having his 14 minutes of stardom on TikTok. He was fine with it. While last week was only a partial success, Tyler said she'll be out with her stamp again this weekend. We'll try again. She Good for her. <clears throat> Good for her. Um, the other thing I was going to add, it's going to come to this. You girls are going to have to ask out guys. You girls are going to have to... Oops. You girls are going to have to start asking out guys. I have had an increasing number of gals. I got a request in, in the in the docket for asshole consulting. It's a gal. How do I how do I meet the guys? And there's some gals out there. And a week ago, <clears throat> a week and a half ago, I had a gal, 40, very good looking, very attractive for 40. Um, gun toting all that. And I, I'm like, look, you're in your 40. Oh, I don't date older men. Well, too effing bad. Because that's who's going to go after you. And the young guys are just going to want to fuck you. They're not going to marry you, divorce and all that. So uh, I'm like, I can't find the guy. Well, you're going to have to ask them out, especially at that age, because they're old, they're tired, and they're not going to. Look, a while ago, I did a poll asking men between this age group, you know, how old you are. And I have all these age groups. How many girls did you ask out a year or maybe it was a month? I forget what metric I was using. But how many girls did you ask out in this particular time frame from this age to this age? This age, this age, this age. This age. And there's a you know, teenage, 13, up to like, I don't know, it peaked between the ages of 18 to 25. And by the time guys were 50, it was maybe one. It was a fraction because you divided by <clears throat> a lot of zeros. A lot of ones became a fraction of it. You girls, not only is there a wall for your looks, 
There's a wall for guys' interest because the novelty wears off, the chase gets tiring, men get sick of it, it's not rewarding, and ultimately it's a waste of freaking time. Not all of it, but the vast majority of it. And as guys get older and wiser, not to mention they lose their testosterone, I'm like, nah, I, I got no. Coach Greg Evans, peace, serenity, and quiet. <laughs> not tail, not nightclubs. Not not boom chicka boom ba, not not noise, not drink, no peace, serenity, and quiet. Why are guys asking me out? Because they they may want to have sex with you, but man, I don't they don't want to go on a date. I mean, and then the investment a lot of younger gals and younger, I mean <clears throat> younger than 40, but certainly gals in their 40s, they're pissed. If you guys don't take them to dinner, they're pissed. They need investment. That's a word that goes around. I need investment. Nah. No. <laughs> we invested long ago, okay? And, and several of, of your team members back in the past, and it was basically pissing away of money. We are going to, like, you know how, and you ladies in HR love this, you know how you like to have, like, 18 rounds of interviews? You have a phone interview, then you have the first stage, and we have a panel interview. I mean, I remember some people going through like five panels of interviews, and inevitably, the ones that get it, like, I'm not going through another panel of interviews. You're either going to offer me a job or leave me alone. I'm not dealing with this anymore. <clears throat> he told us, no, here's your job with the pay raise. Um, no, we're not going to hire you. We're not going to, no. Especially these guys that are, they're tired. They, I never realized it maybe because, and I don't think most men realize it when they're younger, <clears throat> because the testosterone gives you the energy and kind of blinds you to the, the unaware, unconscious, I wouldn't say damage, but wearing and wear and tear. I think that's it. Just the normal wear and tear that constantly going out, asking out, being stressed out. If you're not, the girl doesn't call you back. And even though you said that, that's more of a thing in the past. Getting stood that that wears on you, and you don't realize it until like an older car. All of a sudden, things start breaking down. Like, whoa, man, the timing belt shredded. No wonder we lost power. We need new tires. Well, this this car, we got to do this. We got to do that. There's a lot of repair. Well, they're not going out with that old car now on some long ass road trip to go find a girl. Some they'll go get groceries. <laughs> A lot of times you have a car only to get gas for the car. Oh, I need gas. Let's go to the gas station. One in every three trips, I guess, is mine is the gas station. It's so, it, it's, and as you can, it's going to help out the girls with a handful of gals. And so much. Hopefully there's an increasing amount because maybe you girls are sick of the lies and the bullshit you've been told your entire life. Maybe you'd like to salvage what remains of your youth and beauty and maybe find a guy. Yes. Drastic theory. Drastic speculation. <clears throat> the older the guys get, the less energy they have, the more wear and tear they have, the more wore out they are, and the less interested they are. And so if they're going to ask you to coffee or a cocktail, that's about the best you're going to get. And it's not a huge time commitment on your end. It's not, there's no expectations. It's very safe. Like, you know, because in the other hand, like, he better invest dinner. Why does he expect to have sex because he bought dinner? It's like, well, because he probably paid a fair amount of money. Not that it's prostitution, but it's all prostitution. But he would have taken you to dinner if he wasn't interested in sex. You know, it's just like, so before we invest too much, like, let's get some coffee. Let's, let's see if we even like each other. Let's see if we don't immediately get on each other's nerves. Hey, hey, uh, 
and it's short. You know, can't can't there be that phone interview? Can't don't you girls want to save your time too? No, must have dinner, and not at Crapplebee's or or Chili's. Has to be at some. He has to put some effort and thought. No, no, we don't know you. We know you're physically attractive, and that we would we would like to have sex with you on purely a biological level. Whether we're got to tolerate, you know, and enjoy your company is a whole other matter. And that's a nice $5 coffee, <clears throat> which is pretty pricey. So that's, and so, yeah, ladies, I'm sorry. You're going to have to mark my words. Not always. Girls are totally getting flooded in DMs and all that. But if you girls, the invariably, it's a, it's a variation of this. I they're, they're not it's online dating. The girls have abandoned it. There's too much. They don't have time to sift through 100 DMs, which is true. But then they see a guy at work. No, that's no, 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 that's no. Guys are not going to ask you out of work. Well, then there's a guy at my gym. Also, no. Guy doesn't want to alienate himself from the gym. Well, then I saw this guy and I was kind of like, you know, giving him the eye. And like, no, they don't. This is not, this is not. The 1980s, where you went to a bar and a girl was like looking at you and smiling with her curly poofed up hair, and the baby boomer guy with his mustache, like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to this girl. No, guys are not even paying attention to that. You girls are unfortunately in, in this, you know, the youngish generation. If you want the guy and you see a guy, there's like a guy that he's the guy. I think I kind of like him, he's kind of cute. <clears throat> You're not gonna, I'm not saying you have to ask him out, but you have to be very clear. And I, I consulted this youngish lady, not so youngish. I said, look, why don't you just write your name and number down and say, you should give me a call and take me out sometime. I think that's a very clever, innocent, in and out kind of way. Or maybe you should take me to coffee sometime. I like the idea. I know a lot of, you're, you're, you're saying the guy should be just, just, it's flirtation. It's cute. I like the ballsiness. Like, you should take me out to dinner sometime. Oh, should I? <laughs> it's funny. You should buy me a coffee sometime. It, it, that is, you should give me an ice cream. So you should give me a drink sometime. That's innocent, pure. You could do it in public. All you got to do is write down your number. You're done. Boom. There you go. Uh, dinner, I don't, I don't, dinner's a little bit much. Uh, but this is why I like that the gal's approach where she get a little stamp. It expresses interest. It's very clear. There's no ambiguity. All you got to do is write. Do you know how to write your name? Do you know how to write your number? Do you know how to say, you should take me out for an ice cream sometime? Boom. Balls in his court. Say, hopefully I'll hear from you. The guy be like, what the hell? <clears throat> Mike, did you see? No, I, I can't believe it either. We must have done shrooms accidentally. Because I just saw a reasonably attractive girl. Give her your number. Oh, and bragging rights. Like, if you do that. Okay, now, ladies, I know it's going to take. This will never happen. Uh. If you went up to a guy who's in a group of friends and you did that right in front of his friends, the, the, the opinion of that man in the group of guys, their estimation of him will go through the roof. They'll be like, I can't believe that just happened. The, the woe factor alone would be worth watching. So one of 3.5 billion women came up with the stamp idea. Okay, there we go. Uh, let's go and catch up on the super chat. 
Uh, Fred, remember the gals who said no, 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 now too old? Um, I don't, I asked out thousands, literally thousands. I don't remember them. I don't, I don't even know where they are. I mean, but just a general sampling of women in their 40s is like, okay. So you ended up like the boomers, huh? Yay. And truthfully, it's kind of like the news. I don't have time to care about it anymore. I, again, I'm starting, maybe I'm just getting old. I start to feel sympathetic. Like one gal I know in particular <clears throat> got divorced, four kids, uh, very attractive still for her age. Nice gal, nice gal. I know her personally. Um, and you could just tell she's pining for a guy. I like to find a guy. And I was like, well, did you going to go ask out guys? Did you, I mean, and it, she's been single now for like seven years. So like, look, look, <clears throat> you are, she is, she's very attractive. You're so attractive. You should have had tons of guys by now. Some of which invariably had to be quality caliber. Ask you out. What do you mean? You know, like, did you want to be single for her? Or do you not want to be? Which is it? But after a while, even that takes too much energy. Calm, peace, and serenity, and quiet. Um, Fred again <clears throat> for two bucks. Fat U.S. gals shame me for dating immigrants now. Jealous. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you're going to have to go. Everyone go check out my BitChute uh, channel if you don't know I got a BitChute. But I had a, a, a think. I'm not sure. But <clears throat> I had a client. Uh, he wanted me uh, to give him advice about his 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 dating relationship. I kept you know, anonymous, no names, no details, things like that. Well, either he showed it to the gal or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I don't know who else it would be. I got this scathing email. Uh, like, how dare you call me fat? You're a piece of shit. I hope you die. In other words, and um, I, ladies. Speaking of being lied to, big is not beautiful. Fat is ugly. And unless the guy, again, is a chubby chaser, for the most part, most men are not going to find you attractive. And you're going to, you have a choice now. I just told you the truth. You can start basing your decisions in the truth and inevitably have sex with men if you want that. Or you could continue consuming the lies that leftist boomers, propagandists, media, politicians, <clears throat> women's magazines, blogs, and teachers and professors tell you where big is beautiful. Okay, fine. And then when you're 75 years old and you never fell in love and you never found a guy and you're never happy or satisfied with it, okay, well, then it's over. Which, which, which path do you want? I mean, think about that. We got to get it to the point. We're at the point where you cannot simply say, for your own sake, don't be fat. <laughs> And, and man, that desire to have their egos and, and precious feelings protected at the expense of actual tangible success and happiness in life. Like, okay, Operation Evil, you, you want artery-clogging, life-destroying food? Hang on, let me add some cyanide and some, some what do they always try to kill them with in the uh, in, uh, forensic files? Car coolant. Yeah, I'll add some arsenic, some cyanide, and car coolant because that's what you want. Now, give me your money. Oh, you wasted your life? You destroyed your life? Well, you you would yell at me if I didn't tell you the truth. You wanted lies. Here's your lies. Now your life is destroyed. Thank you for the money. Now I know what it's like to be a professor, professor, professor in the United States.
Fred Freeman Sowell, five bucks. You're falling behind on height MBAs, not super chat. Sad. By the way, I put my trip uh, to in your Israel back in my profile and <clears throat> now match with lots of liberal MBA gals. Hashtag end abortions. I don't know, Fred. You got to. So you put your trip to Israel in so you get a lot of Jewish gals with MBAs that want to go out with you? Nothing wrong with that. I just. Uh, Fred, for two bucks again, PUA coach told me to wear white, wink a lot, get girls. And you always have to lead with your right foot. It establishes and displays dominance. Uh, Fred Freeman saw again for two bucks. I used to give to charity. I gave to cap super chat. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, <clears throat> you, you don't need to charity unless it's a very specific charity, like the Ronald McDonald foundation, St. Jude's children, cancer, um, that organization that uh, exonerates people uh, wrongfully imprisoned and they use evidence and genetic and forensic evidence to free them. Those are the, those are legit. Otherwise you're just better off giving me the money because at least it's going to go to like, you know, well, I, you know, a ladder. I got to get a ladder. I bought some storage stuff to put in my garage. Um, what other sexy things does it go to? Uh, get an oil change. Getting an oil change because none of my tools are here. And visiting my grandma. Donate to Cappy's Visit My Grandma Fund. I think I need like $5 of gas to go visit her. <clears throat> That's what will happen. Mm -hmm. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Fred again for five bucks. My Monday date got our bill up to 100 <laughs> See, exactly, exactly. You know, I know these gals are innocent. They think, well, he'll just, we'll just, I'll just order something nice off the menu, nothing fancy or expensive. I know those girls are, but then you got this. My Monday date got her bill up to 150 bucks. I'll be homeless at this rate. Do we all pay anyway? Yes, Fred, you all. Now, Fred, for $150, you could go to Vegas and get laid. Where you fly to Vegas, drive out to Pahrump or Reno, I guess there's places out there. You, for 150 bucks, you can get laid. And, and, and maybe it's just the economist in me. I'm very literal. But I look at that. I'm like, look, I just skip all the foreplay, which is not fun foreplay, all the courtship. That's what it is. Skip all the mating dance. Skip all the courtship. I don't have time with the patience. Here's the money. Have sex. Go home. I mean, which, get the girls. By the way, Margin Call film for you <clears throat> has Kevin Spacey. Maybe I'll watch Margin Call. Um, did she, was she at least interesting, Fred? Did she at least like a good conversationalist? So it wasn't a total loss. Hey, Black Kojak. Oh, yeah, you are from the, yeah, Black Kojak, regular guy, regular listener. You listen on the SoundCloud days when that's when I would. Yes, nightclubs are still a thing here in the UK. Stamping is barely a move. That's like saying, hi, I'm Bumble with a profile full of paper. No, no, I disagree. I <clears throat> She physically goes up to a guy and stamps him. That is way more than just being on Bumble and saying hi. And besides which, when you see girls that say hi on some kind of dating platform, go look at those dating um Online dating trees or online dating graphs, search online dating graphs, and it's like a tree diagram. It starts with 16,000 responses, ends up in three dates. 
and they show you at what stage out of the 16,000 swipes, how many respond? And it goes down to like a 10th if that. <clears throat> out of those that respond, how many respond a second time? How many agree to meet up sometime? How many actually show up? 16,003. So a gal at a nightclub, I, I believe in person is going to be the future. Not that nightclubs are going to be coming back, but uh, <clears throat> a la a Troy Francis sort of way of going up to a girl in public. Hey, are you, or maybe, maybe everyone's sitting down. Okay. Do we all go to Home Depot and get enough flooring? Because you're all going to get floored. Maybe girls become equal and start asking out guys. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. Hey, Black Kojak, if you ever go out night, send me a couple. I want to see pictures from a, a, a British nightclub. I just kind of curious to see what that's like. Email me a couple pictures. Uh, <clears throat> Fred again, two bucks. I don't know why some rip MGTOW I date, but it's so pricey. I think it's because earlier on in the MGTOW days, you had a group of, of what I call the virgin towels who just use it as an excuse to not approach women. Um, <clears throat> they were cowards. They didn't want to, you know, they, and, and I would say not, not all, but they were prone towards general, uh, a genuine misandry and uh, misogyny. Where it's like, I'm going to ask all American bitches. It's like, well, have you gone out with, I mean, they're good. There are good women out there. I mean, they're few, but there are. Um, but that's, I think going ghost is a much more mature and better way to say it. Like now you went ghost. He's gone ghost. Uh, Fernando Valdez, another Latino agent in the field. USA influence take a couple of years to ripple into other countries. That goes for dating, politics, entrepreneurship. He's like seeing the future. Yeah, unfortunately, Hollywood or whatever else does a good job convincing the rest of the world that like this is some kind of great place. We're at the advanced vanguard. <clears throat> it, it no. It, it, just because we won three world wars, which I would include the Cold War in, doesn't mean we know what we're doing now. The Cold War was won 30-odd years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I just, eh. You guys all know what's wrong with the Western civilization in general. And... Shaft-driven metal, five bucks. Did you hear of the Russia and Saudi military co-op agreement? Does that threaten the petrodollar? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't watch the news, Shaft-driven. I might tune in. That does actually sound interesting and relevant because um, that would be cool. That'd be interesting. Uh, if I understand that the United States says, hey, we'll cover your ass and sell you weapons. We'll protect you from the Iranians. Uh, you just make sure that you price your oil in dollars which is to replace gold as the ultimate intrinsic value to the U.S. dollar. Uh, but yeah, that would, that would from what little I know about it, yeah, that would undermine it a little bit. Yeah. Well, what is everybody going to do? What are What is everybody going to do? Nothing. That's what they're going to do because ain't nobody got the GDP of the United States or as many nukes. Um, let's go now to the other one. Trying to find the other article. Hang on. I had, just bear with me. I should have pulled these up before I. Did I tweet this out recently? Oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, Juan, here you go. <clears throat> From Juan's backyard. 
New San Francisco initiative to pay individuals not to shoot others. I'm like, no way. This has got to be like clickbait title. Nope. It, it is what it says it is. A new program in San Francisco will pay people at high risk of shooting someone not to pull the trigger to help alleviate rising gun violence in the city. This is all Democrats. This is, once again, this is what this is how you get to people shitting in the streets. <clears throat> um, scrolling down, the Dream Keeper Fellowship. Hey, Democrats, can you just stop using the euphemistic bullshit words? Just say we're crap out of ideas initiative. All right, just just not just just stop it. Just stop it. The Dream Keeper Fellowship. How about the Don't Shoot People Initiative? How about that? It's set to launch in October and pay 10 individuals. See, 10, 10 guys are holding the city hostage. I don't know, maybe it's women too. <clears throat> 10 individuals, $300 each month not to be involved in shootings. The San Francisco Examiner. <laughs> See, here's where you're like, you might get angry, but realize it's San Francisco people that are paying the, the taxes on this. San Francisco, the worst thing about being a San Franciscan is you got to live in San Francisco. You got to live in San Francisco, not too metaphorically, quite really, is just a bunch of people in a big bed and they shit in the bed and they got to sleep in it. That's all it is. That's all San Francisco is. <clears throat> The participants will also be able to earn an additional $200 per month by hitting program milestones, including landing job interviews, meeting mentors, and complying with probation. Hey, I got an idea. How about if I find you shooting someone again, we're going to shoot you. How about we're going to break your hand so you can't pull a trigger? How about violence? How about you threaten them? Oh, no, because coddling criminals has worked so well in major metros, right? Coddling populations worked so well for the millennials, right? Look how, look at what amazingly successful and productive Americans they are. I need bail out my I'm 40 years old. I live with my mom and my dad. Can, can I get bail out my <clears throat> Whatever happened to Pajama Boy? Uh, it pairs them with life coaching. <laughs> God, oh God, this is a great article. <laughs> with life coaches are these life coaches also government suck money sucking losers with their sociology degree who also do not support themselves who work in charity cases like government life coaches holy shitacularly bad human batman oh government life coach i mean because most life coaches are pretty bad to begin with i can't imagine a government life coach oh from the city street violence intervention program. Well, that must be working now. You came up with this new initiative as well. Um, by the end of the year, city officials plan to extend the program to up to 30 more people, according to the examiner. I wonder if these people went away, if the gun violence would go away. Where'd these guys go? I don't know. They, all those, when President Cleary came to power, all those bankers just disappeared and K Street is empty. And and um, I don't know what happened to the, the union teacher. Teachers, what happened to all those people? Half the teachers are gone. People are just disappearing. And all those guys who were shooting and murdering. Although, to be perfectly honest, if I was president, what I couldn't do any of those things because that'd be illegal. Uh, but let's say, man, you know, King Clary, I wouldn't do anything. I'd be like, oh, is that your plan for San Francisco? 
And they go, they have fun. Have fun. If anything, I'd be busing more criminals. Like there'd be criminals and say like Tucson. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They got a nice program over here. California. This is a ship all every. I would turn California into a penal colony. I just take all the criminals and get a free bus ride. Like, here it is. There's their county and state welfare service program. You sign up there and boom, off you go. <clears throat> why why is crime dropping in Nashville? I have no idea, but there was a lot of buses and people were loading up and they said they're going west. Go to California. Give me some internet out in California. <clears throat> America. Uh, Cheryl Davis, Executive Director of Human Rights Committee. Oh, yeah, I bet you she has a stellar resume of avoiding work. Said that while $500 may not go far in an expensive city, if it's enough to get you to talk to folks and be able to make a plan for your life, then that's you. Oh, shut up, you worthless lady. What we're actually doing is trying to address the root causes of, of some of what's happened, Davis said. $6,000 per person when you look at it annually is nothing if it helps deter criminal activity compared to the amount of money it costs to incarcerate someone. Well, why don't you just bribe the Danegeld? Why don't you just bribe the Vikings not to come and raid your villages? Ask ask mainland Europe how that worked. 700s, 800s? Uh... <clears throat> let alone the impact of the activity itself. The program is based on a similar program in neighboring Richmond, California. I'm sure that's a wonderful town, which helped reduce gun homicide in the city by 55% according to 2019 study by the American Journal of Public Health. Uh, it's being funded through the Dream Keeper Initiative, which is San Francisco's effort to redirect funding to the black community. Are you saying blacks are murderers? What are you saying there? <clears throat> what are you saying? Do you hate black people? Initiative supports a variety of programs, including an art complex. Oh, my God. Youth development education, guaranteed income programs, and homeowner promotions as Mary London Breed's office. Gun violence in San Francisco has increased in 2021, according to a mid-year data released by the police department. In the first half of the year, there were 119 gun violent victims, more than double from 2020, when the mid-year was 58. Uh, the city reported 26 homicides and mid-year statistics up from 22. <clears throat> In 2021. What? That doesn't make sense. Oh, up front. Yeah, okay. Gun violence has increased nationwide since the start of the pandemic. Oh, not the riots, including homicide, murder, unintentional shooting death. So, off 2020, the number was 19,411. It was 15,448 in 2019. What? Riots? An analysis from March by the San Francisco police found that most gun violence is linked to 12 high risk groups with extensive justice system histories. How about we put them in prison and we don't let them escape? And they never go, or the death penalty. You killed somebody illegitimately, uncalled for, I guess. But you, hey, look at this 28 cent bullet. But you, and that captain saved the taxpayer $10,000. <clears> Newsweek reached out to San Francisco Human Rights, but did not hear back before publication. Good luck with that. That's that's gonna that's gonna save. That's gonna there we go. We're all good now. Don't worry. What was it? Team America worry uh, world police. Don't worry, we stopped the terrorists and Paris is just destroyed. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? If you have not seen Team America World Police, you gotta go see it. 
It's all right, everyone. We stopped the terrorists. Uh, let's go through the super chats. We'll call it a day because Kathy got to go visit his grandma. Got to go visit my grandgram. But I am going to help another movie, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But I am going to help my grandgram. She is the one that taught me it is better to be truthful and good than to not. You guys, you guys see that movie? It's great. Oh, Fabio Ramos Afonso for 10 uh, Brazilian reals. As a fatty, uh, fuck myself. This body positivity is criminal and evil. I understand both sides of the coin, but is better someone saying to go to the fucking gym than everyone encouraging a really dangerous behavior? Yeah, and look, and I understand it's hard to lose weight because humans are addicted to food. I mean, you watch a dog and it will engorge until it throws up. So you're finding some hard, hardwired uh, genetics and, and biology. <clears throat> but God, you just got to put it down. You know, you guys got it. It ain't good for you. It's not good. Success does not come from doing what feels good. It comes from what sucks. If it feels bad, it's good for you. If it feels good, it's bad for you. There's some simple rules there. In case asshole consulting ever goes away, Cap, well, his parting words was, if it feels good, don't do it. If it feels bad, do it. All right. Final super chats. Carabagoon Cabulous. Are there any hostiles in San Fran? And how do I join the gangs? Hostiles. Are there any hostiles in San Fran? And how do I join the gangs? Uh, I guess there's hostiles. I don't know. I'm sure there's some kind of gang activities in San Fran, but I think there'd be more LA territory. San Fran just, I mean, to be in a gang, there's almost, you have to have some industriousness, some level of work ethic. Uh, so I picture them being more in L.A. San Francisco is like the city of don't work. The city of lie around and shit yourself. Ask a follow on on, um, on his Instagram page. He, he has um, pictures of people just shitting and pissing in the street all the time because it's that frequent. It's that common. I'm moving out. Like Kojab, any more Netflix recommendations? My brother and I love Polar. Polar? You know, I'm going to write that down. Polar. Polar. And what was it? Margin Call. Uh, I mean, I got regular old movies I can recommend. Like, if you have Black Kojak, if you haven't seen the rest of you, especially if you're younger, if you guys haven't watched all those classic, like, 60s um uh, like World War II movies. Uh, what's it called? Great Escape. Guns of Navarone. First 10 from Navarone. Kelly's Heroes. Uh, where Eagles Dare. Um, that, that is something you, you guys probably want to check that out. I'm starting to lose vision on my right eye because I've been looking at a screen too long. Um, and no, it's not a detached retina. Uh, the Eagle has landed. A bridge too far. That's a good one. A bridge too far. Bridge over the River Kwai. Uh, there was one with Bob Hope and not Bob Hope. Bob Newhart and Steve McQueen. I forget the. I forget that one. Hell is for Heroes. I believe it was. 
So yeah, so you can kind of, those will get you going. All right, that's it. Um, let me pull up the great Corona Chan prayer. Get the hell out of here. Oh, start looking at the screen. Where would it be? Podcast? No. MCA Zillow. Password thing. God, where is it? I'm going to go to the podcast. Bear with me. I know I should have pulled this up before podcast. No, nope, not there. Petitions by James is on desktop crap. Uh, product. Maybe it's on my old one. Oh, here. Good morning, Corona Chen. All right, got it. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear great and merciful Corona Chan, thank you for the non-sentient and zero fucks given truth. The teeth in threats that have been missing so much from the real world that are yet necessary for us to value life, acknowledge truth, and love our fellow man. May your nature continue to expose the evil and parasitic among us, our slave masters who have kept us enslaved, teachers who can be replaced by YouTube, and the stupid and unprepared who riot for toilet paper when there is none. Bless us, O oh great Corona Chan, and reward us, specifically those of us who are smart enough to have a one-month supply of toilet paper and who stocked up on 556 ammo as a matter of basic insurance policy. And may thine blessing come in the form of lower asset prices, less boomers, less traffic, cheap gas, and near-free airline flights. In thy name, Wuhan, Wuhan, amen. It wants to be the light outside. And I think we're done. I think we're caught up. That's it. See you guys later. Toodles.